Welcome to the Panine Halacha podcast. Smanim, Chapter 2, The Laws of Counting the Omer. Section 4, The Status of the Mitzvah After the Temple's Destruction. A fundamental question regarding the Omer count is whether the mitzvah is biblical or rabbinic ever since the Holy Temple was destroyed. The verse says, in Vayikra, the 23rd chapter, You shall count for yourselves from the morrow of the Sabbath, from the day you bring the Omer of waving, seven weeks, they shall be complete. According to the Rush, Ran, and many other Rishonim, the biblical command to count the Omer is in effect only when we actually offer the Omer of waving on the 16th of Nisan in the temple. Today, however, when we do not bring this offering, the mitzvah is only rabbinically ordained. The rabbis enacted it in commemoration of the Omer count that would actually take place back when the temple stood. This is why we are accustomed to praying for the rebuilding of the temple after we finish counting. After all, when the temple is rebuilt, we will once again perform this mitzvah on a biblical level, and not just as a rabbinic decree. The Rambam and the Ra'aviyah, however, believe that the Omer offering is mentioned in the verse only to help teach us the date on which the Omer count begins. But the offering itself is not a necessary condition for doing this mitzvah. Therefore, we are still commanded from the Torah to count the Omer even today when the temple is in ruins and we are unable to bring the Omer offering. The date still happens, so the count must still happen. The practical implications of this halachic debate concern situations of doubt. For example, if one counts during the twilight period, that is, between sunset and the emergence of stars, it is questionable whether he, can, he fulfilled the mitzvah of counting. If we consider twilight to be daytime from yesterday, he does not fulfill his obligation because the time for today's count has not yet arrived. If we consider it night, however, then it is now a new day and he has fulfilled his obligation by counting during twilight. The Shulchan Arach and the majority of Poskim hold that one who counts during twilights does fulfill his obligation, because in their opinion, the Omer count is a rabbinic mitzvah nowadays, and we can rule leniently when a doubt arises regarding a rabbinic mitzvah. However, many other Achronim write that it is proper to act strictly and to recount, without a blessing, after the emergence of the stars, in order to fulfill the mitzvah even according to those who hold that the Omer count is a biblical mitzvah nowadays, which requires one to act strictly in cases of doubts. For example, the Gra and the Mishnah Bura make this suggestion. To summarize, the Torah tells us to count the Omer from the day on which we bring the Omer offering. Does that still apply today? The verse might mean count from the date upon which we bring the Omer offering, such that even if the Omer offering isn't actually brought or can't be brought, so long as the date on the calendar arrives, we must start counting. Or the verse might mean count from the day that you actually bring the offering. No offering, no Torah command to count. In this view, if we still count today, it must be that the obligation is only rabbinic in nature. The Rishonim debate how to interpret the verse, with Rambam and Ra'avya believing that the mitzvah is still de'araisa today, but most Rishonim consider the mitzvah to only be de'rabanan. In practice, the halacha is that, is that the mitzvah to count is only de'rabanan, 
but that it is proper to act strictly for the view that it is deraisa. This comes up in situations where one has doubt whether they fulfill the mitzvah. For example, if you count for the new night while it is still only twilight, or if you think that you counted but you now aren't sure. In other words, you have doubt whether you properly did the mitzvah. In general, for dirabanan mitzvahs, one can be lenient in such cases. That is, you have no need to count again. But for deraisa mitzvahs, when one has a doubt whether they fulfilled it, one must be strict. That is, count again, though without a bracha. In practice, the halacha is that one need not count again, but that it is proper to do so without the bracha. A quick note from me about the nature of the Shulchan Arach. The question that this section deals with is so fundamental. Tell us, is the mitzvah to count the Omer de'araisa from the Torah or de'arabanan from the rabbis? A work of halacha like the Rambam's Mishnah Torah would open up with that fundamental question before moving on to details. First, because it considers that information important in and of itself, and, and also because it will help clarify why particular halachic details work out as they do. The Rambam would start with the theory. For example, the mitzvah to count is de Arisa. Then it would do the practice. For example, if you count during twilight hours, you have not fulfilled your obligation. It is one of the unexpected features of the Shulchan Arach, the single most authoritative code of halacha, that it doesn't follow the above method, and that one often won't find any discussion or decision on the important fundamental questions about a mitzvah. For example, here, with counting the Omer, you cannot open up the Shulchan Arach and find a line about whether counting is de'araisa or de'arabanan. Instead, you'll find hints to his view, but only by seeing how he chooses to rule in specific cases, which are buried there in the details. The Penine Halacha in this section writes that the Shulchan Arach treats the mitzvah of counting as dirabanan, But there is no such explicit line. How, then, can the Penine Halacha write that? What the Shulchan Arach does write is that it's proper to wait until full nightfall before counting the Omer. By only saying it's proper and not saying it's mandatory, the Shulchan Arach implies that if one didn't wait and instead counted while it was still twilight, they would technically be fine. Personally, I find this to be a frustrating feature of the Shulchan Aruch. But perhaps the Shulchan Aruch's choice to focus on practical cases and not on the conceptual underpinnings of the halacha is an intentional choice and part of the reason why it gained such wide acceptance. The Panine Halacha podcast provides English audio of Panine Halacha, an exceptional work of halacha by Rav Eliezer Melamed Shlita. The English translation was overseen by Ellie Fisher and Corin Publishers. These texts are available for free online, and beautiful printed volumes are available for purchase. The summaries and reflections are from me, Ben Greenfield, rabbi of the Greenpoint Shul in New York City. I occasionally make subtle changes to the original translation, often for clarity, sometimes by mistake.